Welcome to Thriving Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Jillian Fernandez. I'm a former teacher from New York turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm here to make your life easier by giving you the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Teacher Talk. Today, I am very excited to be interviewing Erin Waters, the founder of School of Sellers, an online community for TPT sellers. She's also the host of the School of Sellers podcast. Erin is a former teacher and a mom of two, and we are going to talk all about how she gets it all done using a strategy we all know and love, batching. Let's get into it. All right, Erin, thank you so much for being here. I wanted to actually get started with you telling us a little bit about how you started your journey. You have a successful TPT store, multiple courses, a supportive team. So how did all of this start and become what it is today? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Jillian. This is so exciting to be on your show today. And yeah, I feel like my TPT journey kind of followed the same path that you hear a lot of sellers. You know, my official start date was in 2013. I honestly just wanted to make some extra money and the teacher next door was doing TPT. And, you know, so I got really into the product creation side of everything. And then three years later in 2016 is when I started, you know, getting a little bit more serious about it because I started seeing more serious sales. And that's when I really started thinking about, you know, TPT as a business. So it's always like, you know, when you started versus when you actually got serious about it. So that's kind of how my journey went. And then in 2019, so like almost every three years Mm -hmm. in 2019, I presented in Austin and that's when I got bit by the bug of like just wanting to serve their TBT sellers. And that morphed into the creation of the school of sellers community, which is the Facebook groups run. And it's just, you know, a place for sellers to hang out and learn from each other. And it's just I think that's where I first saw you too, is in your school of sellers. I think I saw you on at the conference and then Mm -hmm. I funneled into your Facebook group. And I remember us having conversations. I don't know if you remember this from way back in the day, but I asked you a couple questions about Facebook because I was like, how did you get those captions on your videos? (laughs) Do you remember this? (laughs) I was like, please. I remember. Yes. You were so helpful. And I was like, who is this girl? She's so sweet. I love her already. We're best friends and she has to just be my best friend. And that's fine. Also. That's hilarious. You know, I really early on. Yeah. That is so cool. What a full circle moment. Right. Yeah. So I think that was probably back in 2000, probably the summer of 2019, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. So it's been a while. I that remember that. Yeah. That feels like just yesterday bit. though. <laughs> it does. It really does. Yeah. And I feel like so many teacher stories are very similar where they kind of just put things up on TPT. They didn't really think of anything of it. And I know for me, I didn't know it could become a business. I didn't know anything about how TPT was a full blown business back then. You don't know that. You just think it's like this mm-hmm. thing where you put resources up for $2 and if it sells, it sells. If not, then it, it's okay too. Right. But what it is today is so amazingly different from what I thought it could be and what most people I feel thought it could be back then. So absolutely. Yeah. So one thing many teacherpreneurs do struggle with though, is like just finding the time to get everything done. Right. And I know you're big on batching as am I, but I find Mm -hmm. that so many teachers try and fail when it comes to batching, or maybe they just don't know how to go about it the right way. So can you go into some mistakes or problems that you've seen with batching content? Cause I feel like that's really such a great thing for teacherpreneurs to help them actually get through and be successful. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting because I pulled my audience a couple months ago and asked them like what they were totally sick of hearing about. And one of the things was batching, which is funny because that's what I talk about a lot on all of my <laughs> platforms. Yeah. And I think that all stems from, you know, just having a misunderstanding of what it means to batch and also going about it the wrong way. So I think this is really important to address. I think one of the things that teachers tend to do is, you know, when they start batching, they try to go a little too hard and too fast and that leads to burnout. So, you know, when you're batching, it's always important to start slow. I think another common mistake I see is teachers who will batch a lot of tasks that are completely different types of energy. So instead of batching, like all of their emails together, they'll say, you know, I'm going to batch my emails and my social media and something else. So kind of not focusing all of the same type of energy on your task can waste a lot of time. If you're bouncing so around pumping from, way too many things together at once. Yes. That are, that are not similar enough. The more similar mm -hmm. the tasks are, the easier it is to batch them. And then, you know, I see a lot of teachers too, trying to recreate the wheel and thinking that they need to start from scratch every single time they create content. And right. that just is not a sustainable way to do things, especially if you're trying to batch that again, leads to burnout. And then just in general, not having a plan or a content strategy going into batching and kind of just winging it. Are those are most of the common mistakes that I see happening. And then this one sounds silly, but I also think that not being prepared to batch and right. kind of wasting a lot of time, like getting ready for your batch session, figuring batch out session what you're actually going right? Yeah. 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 So there's a lot, but they're all really easy fixes. So that's the good news here. So do you think that there are ways that people can fix these kind of mistakes and things that they're running into that you could help us out with and give us some pointers today? Yeah, for sure. So let's start with, let's see here. I want to make sure I go in order. So <laughs> kind of already touched on this, but when you sit down to batch, make sure that your tasks are similar tasks. The magic of batching happens when you're able to get in this focused zone and you're not bouncing between different tasks. You're not bouncing between different areas of your brain, you know, trying to tackle, for example, a blog post and scheduling social media in the same work session, right? It makes a lot more sense to group together the similar things. Gosh, one of my favorite solutions when it comes to batching, you know, we talked about how teacher sellers feel that pressure to start from scratch every single time they create content. Simply learning how to repurpose content is going to be a huge help when it comes to batching. I think again, repurposing is another buzzword that we throw around, but actually doing it is a completely different story. And I have a really silly analogy for this one. And it's ironic because I am not a Disney person. I have so many <laughs> friends and family who love Disney and I love that for them, but mm -hmm. I've just never caught on to it. But one of my analogies when it comes to repurposing is the idea of having like a magic wand and I'm always a big fan of starting with your long form content and repurposing that into all of your other pieces. So let's say you have a blog post and you wave your magic wand and you're like bippity boppity boo. And every single time it becomes another type of content. So if you that. can That's set really play, <laughs> yeah. Like, so if you can make that your go-to rule that every single thing you create is also going to become three other things, then that is a huge help. And I think one of the best ways to do this 
is using Canva, which I know Mm -hmm. you also love and Mm -hmm. talk about on your Instagram, but their resize feature is one of the easiest ways to repurpose. Totally. Um, Simply taking that image, a blog post image, and then turning it into a story Mm -hmm. or a reel or carousel post. So, you know, you just have to really be mindful of ways that you can take one piece of content and turn it in to another. My other favorite way of repurposing is to use the exact text from your blog post and use it as an email to your subscribers. Um, There are a lot of creative ways to do it. It saves Mm -hmm. you a lot of time and it kind of gives them, you know, just a preview into other types of content that they can check out from you. Yeah. You can probably create them, make them into your Instagram captions. You could probably make them into scripts for Mm -hmm. your reels. If you want to, do. there's so many different ways that you can repurpose and just use that same piece of content. It's yeah. Yeah. A little creative sometimes, but yeah, I'm all for repurposing for sure. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then I think that as far as being prepared for your batch sessions, I think that's a tongue twister batch sessions. I keep, <laughs> I need I know, to practice right? that one. <laughs> you know, I think we don't realize how much time we spend like getting ready for things. So one of my favorite batching hacks is grouping your tabs on Chrome. You can actually download an extension. It's called like, it's very straightforward. It's like Chrome extension something. And what you can do is you can save groups of tabs. And so I like to save a group for when I'm going to be batching blog content. That way I can click it and poof opens all of my, you know, my WordPress window, my Grammarly, everything that I use use for blogging. That way I'm not kind of like deciding what needs to be open, what yeah, I need. That's to really smart. So I never on. heard of that extension. That's, that's a really good idea. It's, it's a, it's a fun little tool. It, yeah, I mean, it's really, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You should definitely check it out. I have to. That's awesome. Now, if you could name like one of your top things when batch creating your content as a priority, what would one of those priority things be for you? This is a hard one for me because there are so many, so many important things, but I would actually say, and this is something that I was not very good at when I first started batching is making sure that even though it feels really good to accomplish the batching, not to ignore all of like the loose ends that you have at the end of a batch session. So I think it's important to be really intentional about storing information in the same place every time, making sure you have a good naming mechanism set up for different types of files so that they're easy to find in the future, you know, putting them in the correct Canva folder when you're done creating them, because I am all about helping future Aaron, because I know that if I take just like the couple seconds to do that now, even though it seems super annoying and it's the last thing I want to do, it's going to save me so much time in the long run and make my future batch sessions even more easy and streamlined. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? And I'm going to refer to TikTok here, but have you ever seen the TikTok, the organization one where she's like, don't put it down, put it away. Don't yes. put it down, put it away. Yes. So it's like, it feels like that kind of vibe where you're saying, put it in a folder, make sure it's staying organized. Like don't just throw it, throw it on your desktop, put it yes. somewhere where you're going to be able to find it later. <laughs> Yes. And I, oh my God, that is like one of my things that goes through my head all the time, actually. And just, I mean, it feels like a big undertaking at the time, but there Mm -hmm. are times when I've done it and I'm like, oh my gosh, Aaron, that took you really 10 seconds. Like there is absolutely no excuse (laughs) not to do that ever again. Yeah. So yeah, you just have to kind of switch your frame of mind. Yeah. 
And those little tiny things that you do to make yourself more organized will save you so much time in the long run. So yes. Yes. Now, one of the biggest objections or arguments that I have heard with fashion content is that it isn't authentic and being authentic is super important when it comes to showing up, especially the way that we do on social media, you know, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. So can you speak a little bit to that? Absolutely. And I, again, I love this question because it's such a valid concern and it's, there's some truth to it. I mean, there are some things when you get down to it that you probably shouldn't batch. And there are other things Mm -hmm. that do lend themselves better to batching. So I have a couple thoughts on this. First of all, I like to think about things that I definitely can batch and not feel bad about it. Right. So like I can batch blog posts way ahead of time. I can batch things like Facebook ads or even emails ahead of time if I know what my content's going to be. But when it comes to certain things like social media, especially if you have a really big presence on something like TikTok or Instagram, then obviously your audience is going to want to feel more of that connection and probably want more of that like real-time feedback and real-time interaction. So there's no getting around that. So what I recommend in this case is to put all of your energy into create batching the content that you can. And then when it comes to things like social media, sit down and batch your plan for your social media platforms. You can still go into every week and every day being really prepared in terms of what you're going to post. And you can get a lot of that planning and more thought done in the batching process. So if you're someone who really does want to kind of take it more day by day when it comes to social media, then it's still possible to batch part of it. But the other thing I was going to say is that I'm a huge proponent of having as much evergreen content as possible in your business. And I know that it depends on your business. There are lots of TPT sellers who do really well with a lot of seasonal content, but when it comes to batching, the more evergreen you can make things, the more possible it is to batch ahead of time and still feel like you're relevant to your audience. Now, um, just and to I, back up just for a second, sure. some people yeah. may not know what evergreen means. I know that I've gotten that question mm-hmm. numerous times that, you know, what, what is evergreen? What does that mean? So just really quickly, can you tell us what that means so that our audience? Yes, knows? of course. No, that is so important. So evergreen is content that is kind of relevant all year long. It's not tied to a specific holiday or time of year. The most important thing about it is that it can be shared any time of year, which of course then makes it way easier to schedule and create ahead of time. So what I like to do and what I have found is that by batching the bare minimum, let's call it the bare minimum. I batch my blog posts. I batch some weekly newsletters that are more just kind of like things that I can plan ahead of time. I batch as much as I possibly can. And then once I have that layer of stuff ready and done, it kind of gives me the peace of mind knowing that now I can spend my time however I want. And it's Mm -hmm. the more say I get in my schedule, the more likely I am to go on Instagram and post a story because I know that everything else is already scheduled in the background. So I think if you can batch a certain extent, you actually will feel liberated and be more likely to serve your audience in a real time type situation. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that Um, totally makes sense. And I think that that's really great advice, especially because I do think that some people do feel like when they are batch recording things, especially video content. And I do think that it's okay to batch video content. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should feel like you're being inauthentic if you are deciding that you want to batch video content, because listen, we all have lives and we all have things that we need to get done. So if you have a chunk Mm -hmm. of time where you can batch record some content, then definitely go for it. But if you do feel like that's something that you want to be more present for and do at the time, then go in and set aside all of the things that you know that can run in the background 
just like you mm-hmm. said, and it'll make it easier for you to feel like you're showing up in a more authentic way. So, well, and I think of one of the big goals of batching is free up your schedule so that you can spend time the way you want to. And if you want to spend time, people enjoy being on Instagram and they enjoy making reels and being present for their audience. So that's just mm-hmm. another way of looking at it too, is, you know, it just gives you more time to do what you love in your business. Definitely. Now, if you could give some advice to teachers who do want to start batching effectively without feeling overwhelmed, what advice would you give to us? I would that say overwhelm to, is huge, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. And I think another thing too, is like teachers are so like wired to always do like the most, right? Like we're always like, I'm going to not just do a little bit. I'm going to do the best because we're perfectionists. So I would say to ignore those instincts, if you are just getting started in batching and to start small. So instead of trying to batch everything in your business for like six months at a time, I would pick one thing to start batching and I would do it, maybe do batch two weeks worth of that content, whether it's Instagram captions, whether it's something like your emails every week, start small and then slowly work your way up. Cause I do think there's a certain degree of stamina involved when it comes to batching in large quantities, especially. So that's awesome advice. Okay. So we want to know obviously where we can find you and figure out how we can be your best friend. So let us know (laughs) where you are on social media, what all your links are. If we would love to work with you, how we can find those links. I'm going to leave all of those in the show notes, but just let us know so we can find you here too. Perfect. Okay. So on Instagram, you can find me at school.of.sellers. And we are also on TikTok at School of Sellers. And then you can also join our School of Sellers Facebook community. It is free and open to any sellers. And you can also find our website at schoolofsellers.com, different courses and things that we offer. So I actually just filmed a six minute batch video and it's, it's basically six quick wins, one minute quick wins about different hacks and tips for batching things in the TPT world. So I'm also going to share that link. So if you want to check that out, I'm excited. Awesome. Uh All right. So all the links will be in the show notes. Please make sure you check them out. Go find Erin on all of her social media platforms. She is amazing and she's got lots of awesome tips for you. And thank you so much for being here. This is amazing. You had great advice and so much insight. And I know that so many people are going to get so much out of this. So we appreciate you. Thank you, Jillian. And thank you to all your listeners. I'm excited to get to meet you on the internet. Thanks, Jillian. This was awesome. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I would love to know which piece of advice was the most beneficial for you and your business. Let me know what you think by leaving a comment. If you're here on Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave a comment as a review. I would love to hear from you. Also, I would absolutely love if you would take a second to share about this podcast on your social media. It would mean the world to me if you took some time to spread the word about this podcast if you found any value in it. I can't wait to chat with you next time as we continue to grow our business together. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes, leave a review if something resonated, or even just send me a DM. Thank you for letting me into your business and your life today. We're going to love growing together as you create a profitable and sustainable income, selling your teaching resources or service. I'm so honored to be here to make your life a little bit easier with the best advice, training, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. I'll see you in the next one.